Welcome to So This Is Love, the podcast. This is your space to elevate your understanding and experience of self, soul, and love to create your most dreamiest life. I'm Jillian Shields, your host and mentor for self-love embodiment, dream relationship manifestation, pattern releasing, and soul nurturing. Let's live in love. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. So this is love. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I'm so happy to be back. And I have a really special guest, another guest. I've been going on the guests lately, and I really enjoy having conversations with people. And today I have Tina, who is an incredible life coach. We met through a business um, kind of soul level mastermind program. And we just really clicked. I really loved her energy. And I wanted to have her on the podcast to talk about her story and for us to have a conversation about just life transformational uh, transformation in general. So Tina, introduce yourself. Thank you so much, Jillian. Um, what you said was absolutely beautiful. Um, so I'm Tina Marie and I'm with love guides me and I love helping people to reduce their stress and to get into a healthy mindset. And I love doing the soul work around all of that. So thank you so much for having me here. Awesome. That's awesome. I love that. So I always kind of ask, I, I think Um, especially a lot of coaches um, and just, you know, everyone, I guess, have, you know, their own personal story behind why they began their own transformational work, why they do what they do now. And I think it's really powerful when we share our story. So I want to start with that and ask you, you know, what led you to decide to do what you do now in your coaching business, how how you are now? What's your story? (laughs) Yeah. So the transformational part of my story all starts 11 years ago, whenever I had identical twins and one of them passed away. And whenever he transitioned, I was a mess for a couple of months. And then I discovered guided meditations. And that was absolutely it for me. Whenever I started listening to guided meditations and was absolutely actually able to fall asleep. Um, I, you know, just started to get introduced to the whole entire world of energy. I started meditating more often and, um, I got my Reiki as masters, my massage certification. And then, um, that was, that was just the very beginning of it. So throughout this journey, um, doing shaman work as I'm a shaman and priestess as well. And I'm also have my reverend credentials and, um, you know, going on this journey, I would say probably the past five years has been way more in depth where I've started learning more about the quantum realm and, um, understanding ancestral, um, energy that is still, programmed in the epigenetics of our, of our DNA and in our bodies. And 
through learning all of that, it was this huge discovery of like, okay, this is why I didn't have self-love. Mom was kind of narcissistic. My dad was paranoid schizophrenic. They divorced when I was three. So I got comfortable with that narcissistic energy and didn't really know anything other than that. And so then, of course, I had friends that were narcissistic and I had relationships that were extremely abusive. Um, you know, the first relationship that I was very serious and after the first year of it, which was great, um, it became to the place where I couldn't do anything. I wasn't allowed to hang out with friends. Then it became physically abusive. Um, and it was just, it was a lot and it, and it goes really deep there. And then I just kept on that cycle of attracting these types of people because I didn't understand, you know, cause of course I still, you know, even though my mom was narcissistic and manipulative and I just wanted to please her. So of course that created that people pleasing and self-sabotaging energy. And, um, but also I still loved her regardless of how she was to me. And so, that really got me deep into doing like mother wound, neuro-linguistic programming, father wound healing, you know, the womb cleansing and releasing all of this stuff from those toxic relationships. And it's really just been a beautiful unfolding um, and journey. And I feel as though I'm to the point where I'm absolutely embodied now in my self-love and my confidence and knowing exactly what I'm worth. And, um, and it just attracts a whole different type of life for me. I am in a state of bliss. I feel like I'm in gamma most of the time. And, um, and I would say the reasons why I'm that way is because it's 100%, you know, because I wake up in the morning, I start my day before I get the kids up. And I, I go downstairs and I do ex I exercise and then I do some mantras, some Kundalini mantras, um, over my altar. And then I make my protein shake and, and then I kind of just sit down and, and write out who do I not want to be today and what are my intentions for today? And in doing that simple little bit of stuff, that's maybe 40 minutes tops because um, it's just, you know, that's just how I, I roll because my days are so full as a single mom and a business owner and all of the boards and volunteering that I do and stuff like that. So that's how I roll. And um, it just is super transformational to to start your day out that way. So that's where I'm that's where I'm at. Five years ago, I was a completely different person. I just sat in the chair, kind of like scared of my kid, the, the kids as dad. Um, not really, I mean, scared to even say my truth to, I would, before he would get home from work, it was like, okay, guys, we can't tell dad this happened and you guys need to behave and settle down. And it was just so imprisoned is how I felt. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's just, it's super freeing being in this mindset and in this energy. And I love to share that with my clients. I love just um, how you explained your journey, you know, how it really, one thing I, I really, really love that you said is that it really started with simple practices, you know, like you said, it started with guided meditation and it really is just for you to have this massive change for anybody to, there's really this. Um, tendency for people to 
kind of think it's too much, you know, and it prevents them from taking a step and they, they see it as this big thing that they have to overcome. But the more I talk to people, and honestly, when I share my own work, it's like, the truth of it is, is that all of it is just these little things that you take step by step that you continue to devote yourself to. And then I always say this too, it's like all of a sudden you have these holy shit moments where it's just like, oh my gosh, like I actually feel different. I am different. You're able to really recognize that. And then you kind of look around and you're like, holy shit, like my life has changed. And I always encourage people to stick to that because that moment will come. It starts with those little steps. Some might feel more profound than others, but it's really not this big, you know, monster that people sometimes foresee it might be. And I think that's really, really good that you shared that. It really started with these guided meditations. Meditation is so wonderful. It's such a simple tool and it's so effective when you allow it to be, you know, it's such a great tool for emotional regulation. It's such a great tool for envisioning, for stepping into like your next timeline that you want, all of that kind of stuff, you know, it's so powerful. And that's definitely something I use a lot in what I do with my clients and also in my programs. So that's great to hear. And I love that you also said the beingness is what created change for you, you know, really releasing, trying to be too bothered with or control um, the external things and other people and really working on who you're being. And I love those prompts that you had said about you decide every day who you don't want to be and what your intentions are, because everything around us starts to reflect our beingness. And even though that's a big job in a lot of ways to kind of adjust your beingness. It's also really empower, empowering because you realize that you're so much more in control than you think when it comes to what you're creating in life, the life you're creating, what patterns unfold and everything. So I love that. The other question I wanted to ask you is how do you see your, your life now compared to before? So I know you kind of mentioned a little bit about that, you know, I totally see myself 100% conscious and aware now, whereas just simply I wasn't before and mm-hmm. didn't even know how to become conscious of things. And, you know, you get to a point whenever you grow up in a situation where you're trying to please, you know, your parent and um, make life better for other people. And that's your main focus. Your main focus is not on yourself. And absolutely the probably the biggest change that I've recognized is that you need to have your focus on yourself. It needs to be with you, not with everybody else. You know, that's just the biggest thing for sure. I I would say the second biggest thing would be um, just my level of understanding and compassion and being able to really resonate with other people um, that have been through, you know, parallel experiences or, you know, similar things that I have Um, because it's such a bonding opportunity. And, you know, especially whenever you can see things in such a healthier way, now it's not unhealthy bonding and it's not you know, it's not that toxic bonding, but it's like, okay, I understand what you've been through. And, and if you want, I can help you. 
to embody a whole different type of life, a whole different way of being. One of the things you just said about bonding, um, not bonding with people from trauma or toxicity. And that was definitely something that I used to do before all of my change. Like that was a really big eye-opening thing to me where I noticed that actually some of my closest friends were people that had that were like me it had the mindset the emotional states the patterns that I actually didn't want anymore and that was like a really big change for me and it was really hard making a conscious decision that like you know if these people stay the same like me bonding with them in this way is actually hurting me and it's not serving them as well and that was like a huge shift and I actually had to be um, alone a lot more because I just it, it was just such a huge thing where I was like, oh my gosh, I actually have a relationship with these people on toxicity, on um, unhealthy relationship patterns, on like this anti-self-love and constant, you know, complaining and anchoring into life in a way that we actually don't want to feel anymore, you know? So that, that was big. And, and I feel like everyone goes through that when they start to actually change and decide to transform, they realize how they're bonding with people and how they have bond with people and making that step is, can be hard, but it's something that is really, really helpful because, and I always say this too, is like, creating this environment for yourself that is supportive, making it easier for yourself. You know, it's really hard to do transformational work if you're surrounding yourself with people who are just not where you want to be. And it's actually creating an environment that is not supportive at all about what you want to be. And it just becomes harder and harder. So I kind of look at it like, let's make it easier for ourselves and create an environment that's actually supportive, which may involve releasing some relationships, whether that's friendships, romantic relationships, family relationships, even. It's so important because especially until you get to a a place where you feel comfortable in this new reality and this new lifestyle of choosing your, who you're going to be around with and the energy that you want to be in. Um, mm-hmm. It can definitely seem extremely lonely there. And um, one of the other big things about bonding that I learned too, is that, um, you know, basically there was a lot of people that I would just unsolicitedly just give all of this advice to on how they could help things. And I've learned also that, you know, only to uh, be invited to mm-hmm. give the information. And as a projector, that was a hu- huge for me to learn that. So. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm a projector as well. And you and I have talked about that before, but <laughs> the other thing I wanted to ask you, cause just in what you were saying is you talked about really consciously releasing, um, your patterns and you said being, becoming conscious of your patterns was really important. How did you become conscious of your patterns? <laughs> because so many people are like, okay, yeah, but like, it's really hard to even understand what patterns you're holding. And how do you even become conscious? Like, how did you do that? Really, it was just honestly going on the journey of self discovery, because it's through my relentless. um, I, I truly am relentless about the 
I, I mean, I have many mentors, many coaches, like I'm constantly researching information. I just love this area so much. And through learning and through the meditation and it, I became self-aware and mm -hmm. recognizing that the patterns were, you know, so destructive where I just, I didn't even know who I was. I didn't mm -hmm. know what I liked or what I wanted. And people would be like, do you want to do this? And I'd be like, sure. Cause I would just be down for anything because I could, and I could camouflage myself to fit right in with everybody else because that's what I had to do in order to survive. And so I think it was really just understanding and listening to podcasts and listen and just learning and reading and, you know, really putting myself in a place where it's like, you know what, no more will I live this type of life. No more will I live in a place where I feel like a prisoner in my own home. No more will I be with a partner that I'm just not absolutely in love with and mm -hmm. that I am, you know, in a state of happy and not feeling controlled. I, I love that you said that becoming conscious is really about being really committed and devoting to just getting to know yourself and really opening up to this self-discovery. That's kind of what I say too. It's like when we're looking here and we're looking at this stuff, it doesn't have to be something that's approached with a heaviness. It can be approached with just being curious about who you are right now, you know, who you are, who have you been? And then knowing that from that knowledge and that information comes like the whole other, you know, realm that you get to step into. And I think, and you, you use the word relentless as well. And I have said that too about myself so many times where it's like, when I really did this, it was really being relentless when it came to wanting different for myself and understanding myself. And it didn't come from a place where I was like, oh my gosh, if I don't do this, like I'm screwed. It wasn't that. It was really like, I want this, you know, like I really, really want to have um, this life that I truly enjoy. I don't want to feel stuck anymore in this level of struggle. I want to be happy in a love relationship. I want to be happy with myself. You, you get to a point where you're just tired of not feeling good, you know? And so many people feel that way, but they, they sometimes don't allow that feeling to be enough to change. They're just like, oh no, like they wait and they wait and they wait. And it's like, you don't have to wait, you know, you can decide now simply from just a desire that you have to feel better, to have a better life. It can be small goals. It can be big goals. And that like real commitment and devotion is huge. But a lot of where I'm at now, and I don't know if you agree with this or if you're here, but it's not so much learning more information because like I'm so far in that, but it's really about integrating embodiment and having like just a lot of support in that through people who are also there. And that's kind of where I'm at. Like when I first started, it was all about just gathering information and learning, you know, now the learning comes through like conversations, you know, like sisterhood with other people, coaches, um, you know, that kind of stuff where it just can go like quick, you know, the shifts can happen quick. And I love being in that spot now. Yes, absolutely agree with you. Um, yeah, you know, I am absolutely embodied in so many things. And as soon as I get that embodiment 
keys that after the integration period of the information, then I'm all hands in on something different. So, you know, yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah. I just love it so much, you know, and I, I love to be able to give myself and my children and then also my clients, everything that I can. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I feel like, like knowledge is, is incredible, but, but giving knowledge from a place of embodiment mm-hmm. is 100% different from just giving a place of, giving knowledge from a place of giving knowledge. The last question I wanted to ask, I, I don't know, you may have answered this before, but you can just solidify if that's the case. But um, before we go, is what is your most important practice right now for really tapping into and maintaining your own joy and peace? Yeah. So I would have to say it starts with that morning work. It starts with asking myself, you know, what patterns do I not want to repeat from a version of myself that I don't want to be? And, you know, and making sure I'm moving my body and getting nutritious, healthy substance in me, you know, doing my mantras and honoring my higher self and really just staying in a, in a space of, of awareness, really, it's just staying in an, in a continuous space of basically in a, in a space of meditation all day long, where whether my eyes are closed or not, I am, I'm in a meditative state where I'm accessing, you know, where I'm a part of the channel where, you know, that beautiful space that we all can get to. So, yeah, Yeah, totally. I love that. Awesome. Well, if anybody is interested in looking at your work, where can they find you? Let us know. (laughs) Yeah. So they could find me at loveguidesme.com and I have a beautiful website there. It talks a little bit about what I do and my mission and, um, and they can schedule for a free consultation if they're interested and yeah. Awesome. I'll leave the links to all that in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here with me today. This was a really, really cool conversation. Well, thank you so much for having me and I really appreciate you and what you do.